I'm going to uh, grab hold of the preamble for a second here, and I have something that I think would be fun to talk about. Okay. I could save it for the rest of the podcast, but I think this is more fun beforehand. You're, br- you're bringing something to the preamble. This is different. This is different. So Proceed. I'll allow it for now. My aunt, on my mom's side, did one of those like 23andMe things where they find out your actual family heritage. Okay. And the results are interesting. Now, this is my aunt on my mom's side, so everything, every number you get here cut in half for me. Okay. 47% Ireland. Shocked. Surprise. Shocked. <laughs> Shocked. Shock and awe. Twenty-one percent Great Britain, still not no. shocked. No, the number one exporter still, and importer of the amazing. Irish was British, after all. Yep, thirteen percent Liberian Peninsula, Spain, Portugal, or Gibraltar. Not shocked. Still, ten percent Italy slash Greece. Not totally surprised. Still, that's still kind of that same. Especially since my of the mom's world. side is the Italian side. Yes, yeah, uh, the fact that your mom had that much Irish fought, is the surprising side. Is the surprising part. Five <laughs> percent West Asia, which okay. is pretty much the Middle East. That's it's not like also almost everyone has a little bit of that because just time. Most likely, one percent Western Europe, one percent Eastern Europe, and less than one percent Scandinavian. And what? Now, there's one last thing that is 1% that you'll find extremely funny and interesting, I think. Can you guess what it is? Something from Africa, I'm guessing. European Jew. Yeah! <laughs> I, I, too, am apparently Jewish. No, and you're it's not. it's on my mother's side, so it counts. <laughs> I, we'd have to track it back farther and look at some other things to truly decide, but... Mm-hmm. So apparently, I, I I am ethnically this similar. No, you understand that that's. I think you're genetically that, Jewish by that. Genetically, measure. there you go. That's yeah. the word I meant. Um. So that that was what I wanted to hijack the preamble for to see to get your reaction to that. I other than holy crap, Jeff's really that Irish. <laughs> if it was something higher, like three percent or seven percent, like. The 1% just means, like, the reality is, like, the Spanish and the uh, Italian part of it actually probably, or the Middle Eastern part, actually, probably explains the Jewish part because there was mm-hmm. there are several periods of time throughout history where the Jews were super welcome in Spain and Italy and the Middle East. Yep. And then stuff like the... um. Uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The Inquisitions happen where it's like, um, hey, uh, uh, you guys should leave now happened. Mm-hmm. And that's actually kind of the start of the Jewish stuff where it's like, no, we're going to stay to ourselves now. Why? Y'all keep fucking kicking us out of countries. Mm-hmm. And well, we're sick of it. The thing is, let's say, I think there's actually probably validity to the, like, me having the background because the thing's sensitive enough to detect half a percent of Scandinavian. Yeah. That said, it is most likely that it my family picked up the uh, descendants in the Middle East, as you're pointing out. Probably, yeah. That is where that commingling would happen. It, or I, I wasn't kidding. Like Italy or Spain at one point also had vibrant Jewish populations. Like it could possibly come from one of those areas too. Like hell, mm-hmm. I. 
big Most chunks likely of not Ireland. Uh, <laughs> probably not. The um, <laughs> we, we don't talk about the great Jewish Italian um, uh, Irish war Irish. all that often. <laughs> it, it didn't go well for you guys. We used one of our miracles to kill all the potatoes. <laughs> oh. oh, that's dark. <laughs> We're like, fine, fine, we'll leave. But no more potatoes. We snapped our fingers and left. We're oh, going. I mean, to it's Germany. one vegetable. We'll live without it. Oh, 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 shit. Yeah, we're. Yeah, ask the pharaoh about that shit. Like, oh, we'll just go and take some small stuff with us. Oh, your civilization collapsed. Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> this this is pretty much true. Yeah. Jews, we're the kingmakers. We just wander around Europe going, and now you'll rise to power, and now you won't. <laughs> Your day will come, Poland. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 32. There'll never be another episode 32 like this ever again, because as always... I'm Charlie, and I'm joined by some pale-ass bastard named Jeff, who... I don't know why I'm being mean to him already this week. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess I, I wanted to say, like, I stepped into it or ducked into that comment or something, but I'm not sure what I did totally. I'm gonna um, blame the fact that you're now, like, what was it, 0.05% Jewish, we found out, courtesy of that genetic test? Yes, I, I am 0.5% Jewish on my mother's side. Yeah, I... I Welcome to the clan or something. <laughs> Tribe. <laughs> what, what do my people call it? I have, we're not fans of clans, though they tend to run us out of towns. Um, I guess it's probably a tribe. Okay. Well, glad to be a member now. <laughs> now Jewish-Irish bastard. To, I say, to celebrating my British-Irish-Catholic-Protestant war. <laughs> when you were going through that list, I kept waiting for, like, 1% Zimbabwean or something just to be like... Wouldn't that offset the fact that you're whiter than paper? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. It's like all the recessive genes got together inside my body and were like, we're just going to take all the melatonin out of him. Basically. He won't need it, yeah, really. I, no, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's It's been a week since last podcast, but not much, nothing too cool happened. Uh, you want to go first or should I? Uh, sure, I can go first. Go for it. I, I did the thing you forbid me to do. Made a list? I made a list. Yeah, whatever. It's a short list, unlike the last one. Ah, uh, whatever. Uh, th those were proclamations of sick Charlie. I am now healthier Charlie, so... Slight upgrade? I don't know. I'll, I'll let it slide for now. I'm <laughs> watching you and your list making, though. So, the first thing that happened is I went to another wedding, um... This one had a lot more people at it, which was interesting, but a lot less people that were, like, in my own age demographic. It was a lot more, like, friends, or a lot more family than friends, yeah. so there wasn't as many people for me to talk League of Legends with, but I did find a Magic the Gathering player, so, you know, I'm up that on the day. I just kind of picture <laughs> you, like, sidling up to someone, hey, um, you play Magic? I don't know, do you play Magic? Well, we're at a wedding, so, um... I got my deck. My, my deck's out in my car. Yeah, you know, meet in the parking lot. Play some. Uh, we'll play some street uh, street cards. You know, call your own shots. Call your illegals. You know, shit like that. Guy pulls out a whole bunch of like 
fake printed cards that he made on like an HP printer from like 1992 that's like fucking like you can see the pics. I was like, oh yeah, you know, this, it's just an old card, man. You know, I totally just you know have these. I, I was I'm pretty sure this was never a card. It just says you win the game and it costs one. How is your deck nothing but Black Lotus? <laughs> yeah. So they made this many. So that's exactly what happened to me. I did illicit Magic the Gathering in the parking lot of a wedding. I just picture like you <laughs> and like five people in like the nerdiest. Five, whoa, ever. whoa, whoa, whoa! Back that number way down. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> too much credit. Too much credit. Like in some <laughs> corner with some homeless guy watching you, being like, "Fucking degenerates!" <laughs> I tap to attack. Yep. Back in my day, we just gambled and did crack in those corners. Now the nerds are in the corners. God damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all terrible now that these kids playing their card games have taken over. <laughs> um, this used to be a place of honest-to-God, legitimate, not-so-legitimate business. <laughs> oh, my God. So... I did that. Um, that was fun. I did not just saddle up next, uh, saddle up to someone. I actually like introduced myself and learned they were a nerd first. No, no, no. Stop um, ruining my image of like you're walking through a room and like everything fades when the guy's like highlighted red. And it's like that's a Magic the Gathering. But you walk over and you're like, so you play. <laughs> yep. Or well, better, actually, yeah. no. I just called him out. I was like, "Are you ready to fight?" And he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "I got my deck." And he's like, "Oh shit, motherfucker!" Like holstered or something. He's like whip it out of the suit. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I have you know the the best feature any deck box can have is a belt buckle, you know, attachment. It's it's a requirement. It's kind of like a uh, you know how cell phones have them, except you need it for the deck. It's very important so that you know you can whip it out and slam it down on a table at any given moment. You know, for effect. I like this world we've invented. This wedding is way cooler than the last one, based on the stuff <laughs> I've made up about it now. <laughs> Interesting way to measure weddings. Tell Katie Chaos her wedding sucks now by comparison to this other one, because I made Aww. up cooler things. Aww, her wedding was great, too. I do think that, like, we're looking at this wrong. It's not that we need to be weighing Katie Chaos's versus my other friend's wedding differently it's that we need to now start taking anytime someone goes to a wedding and start inventing better shit fair just like so first they did their vows and then godzilla came and tore too the far, too roof far. nope nope not, nope, not far not enough believable not believable enough like you street fighting somebody with magic cards i can totally pretend that happened in my mind godzilla he's got better things to do than to come to someone in new england's wedding i'm sorry he has japan to destroy he's got a movie coming out soon in the u.s Please. I say after was it uh, Godzilla 1999 or whatever? Uh, unfortunately, he's here, um, and he's worse CGI than ever. No, have you, uh, seen, the new, have you seen the new Japanese one, the CG Godzilla? I, I'm not talking about the I new know. one. <laughs> There's a new one that looks fucking amazing. <laughs> I, I'm all about that. I love. Godzilla stuff. I, I haven't watched as much of the old things as I'd like, but I like me some yeah. some uh, kaiju. Just go watch Godzilla 2000 again. You'll be fine. <laughs> he puts his head inside that monster to blow it up. That's just dumb. <laughs> Quick, attack the CGI. Basically. No computers were harmed in the making of this film. We um, all know one was. We all know one was. 
One was put down. All right, get the shovel. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. You just don't render as fast as you need to. And, well, there's no rule yet about killing machines. <laughs> Until there's a, an overrule in uh, the courts where it uh, is technically legal. I, I, on the, I love on the thought the, of I... murdering things on a brief aside. So I wind up finding out recently that uh, Team Dignitas, okay, from uh, League of Legends, yes, Team apparently all riot casters are instructed to always refer to them as Team Dignitas and not just Dignitas, because apparently if you Google just the word Dignitas, it's an assisted suicide clinic in like Finland. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know which one came first. I'm betting the suicide <laughs> clinic, actually. <laughs> so uh, that 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 was something I got to find out recently. That's a uh, that's a strange one. Yep. But I, I I think that's fantastic and hilarious. The more you know, apparently. <laughs> and knowing he's half the battle. Gee, no, Joe. no, no. <laughs> See, this is why you were so mean to me at the beginning of the episode. Was, you knew this was coming. My future senses were kicking in. It's be a dick to him right off the bat. He's going to reference G.I. <laughs> <G>. Joe. <laughs> Fucking kick him before he's even down. Just kneecap him right off the bat and shoot him in the other leg. <laughs> Pretty much. Just break the shin immediately. <laughs> so other than that, I got to spend some time with my friend from the Navy was up. Um, so here's your call out, Raga Raga. So now you have to listen to my podcast. Is that how we do now this? Now you've been now? called out in it. That, that's that's my new recruiting strategy. Fair. <laughs> Start calling out my friend base. Thank you, you too, Kaylee. Your, you thank, know what you did. Thank you for your um, service. Yep. Um, and you, Deadly Joe. I'm getting the trifecta in here. Um, so I hung out with her, and we uh. We got we hung out with a bunch of her friends and drank booze and played board games and it was great. And those things go very well together. They generally do. We, we played um Rooster Teeth's uh million dollars butt game. Okay. Which is basically like a kind of crap or it's an inferior version of Cars Against Humanity. Um which um you can de- kind of you can definitely see like which riot employee wrote some of the cards because some of the things are only like it's would you rather have this or a million dollars and a lot of the things are just so this is only important to the exceptionally socially awkward yeah like there was things like every time a bell rings would you rather have a million dollars or every time a bell rings. Every person on the planet is in on a secret but you. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can live with that. Yeah. Because you're eventually, all the secrets are going to be really shitty. Or the FBI is going to hire me to just literally, like, stand around, ring bells, and then they find out, like, national secrets. Yeah, there's... uh, The number of Cards Against Humanity, I won't call them ripoffs, but that's what they kind of are, games out there. Hell, I'll say it. Cards Against Humanity, while fantastic, is a ripoff of Apples to Apples. Apples to Apples, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic ripoff, but it's not an original concept. And I think, like, we're now just enough steps removed from the original source material that they're for... They've started making them for specific groups to the point where it's like, oh, this is the version of this for geologists. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, and there's also the um, 
every time you like, you know, spend money, like a stranger gives you a hug and it's like, so long as you're not, or this is clearly a person who's germaphobic or truly socially awkward wrote this yeah. card. Like strangers giving you hugs in exchange for enough currency to not have to work for at least a while. That's not enough to retire on, but I, I'd take, you know, two years off in exchange for that. Like, I could just hang out with hot strangers at that point too. Like there, there are yeah. ways of making that not so bad. Yeah. Just go hang out of the Playboy Mansion. What are you doing here? Nah, maybe uh, not there, but... <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you can't get STDs from hugs. That said, the research is non-definitive, and we have more test subjects to go. I, but try, to to my av- non- I try to avoid Petri disc scenarios as best as possible. You like keeping a Twitter account between you and them? <laughs> I, I don't think I follow anyone from the Playboy Mansion, actually. They're too vapid and not, like, weird enough. They- well, let's say if you live in the Playboy Mansion, every single one of your, like, everything is just taken care of by, I assume they have some kind of servants and service there. I don't Whereas know. the people you follow, like, live everyday lives. Yes, and, and that's, it's the, the, that's the dull mundane that you're That's interested the part in. I enjoy. I don't want people that are living the life. So I want people that are like, yep, I uh, had to go take the dog to the vet, got some vegetables, tomorrow's anal day. It's like, what? <laughs> Hopefully none of the previous things mentioned are involved. Yeah. <laughs> Took my kid to work today. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out he wants to be a photographer. I wants to be she wants to be an actress just like mommy. I <laughs> Yes, you you understand the humor that is the generic life where it's like move into Florida cuz there's no condom laws there. Oddly informative. Not sure why you'd tweet that. <laughs> Um, oh my god. So, did that, um, and that was fun. Um, Worlds is going on, which I'm sure you'll have me say a little bit about yeah, later. Yeah, I, I assume we do a full um, podcast on that once it's done, and I can, I don't know, do some mm-hmm. drugs and just pass out for the entire conversation. Just be like, and then what happened? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not for about two weeks. Next week's sure. semis, right now is quarters. Um, that said, our glorious team of Russia has moved on and will be in the quarterfinals. Fucking yeah. Um, Lox Luna, or Nox Luna. Um, Go Russians. Other than that, I've been playing a bunch of Overwatch. Um, so tell me about getting Halloween. Further. So the Halloween event, basically they just released a whole bunch of... Um, skins for it sure i really want the pharaoh one but i don't have it i wound up getting the uh roadhog one instead but they have possessed pharaoh and she's like all purple and like thousand yard stare zombie thrall kind of looking um they made mercy into a witch i have heard Um, that's got some creepy following going on with it it might i'm sure there's there's a creepy following for fucking everything in the world um they got what else they made Junkrat into a mad scientist, um, which is kind of cool. They turned Soldier 76 into Michael Jackson from Thriller. Sure. Um, they turned uh, Reaper into a um, just like a even scullier skull guy than usual. Sure. I got that one, too. Um, they came out with a couple of, um, like... The when you get play of the game animations, so Genji balances a pumpkin and then he carves it. Okay. And then 
Uh, May has a uh, her little like freezy robot puts on a little like ghost costume and scares her. I think I saw that in the video. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's adorable. That's about all I can say about it. I'm very glad the part of my brain that's supposed to register cute is like apathetic to things where it's like, yes, I'm registering that this is cute and I don't care. It's more like, it's almost like analytical, like I acknowledge this is cute, I have processed it, I have quantified it, I have not like, it doesn't sink in, I just, I, I can ID it in, in the world. Yeah, I used to work with a Except guy, puppies. I used to work with a guy who um used to bring in pictures of his daughter all the time, and he was, he was like, Angela, what do you think? My brand is registering that your daughter is cute, and that's all I got on this one, man. Like I, yep. I don't, like, like I don't particularly like your kid that much either. So, <laughs> um, so that that's been pretty cool. Apparently, or I didn't do it tonight, but apparently I have to do the brawl for it, so I can. Uh, I've heard cool things. Some more loots. Um, I've heard lots of stuff that they should make it a permanent mode, maybe or something. So, I might have to even go check that out because it sounds yeah. like it's. It is PvE, as best I can tell, and I've always been like, you know, I don't want to do fight other people in this game all the time. Hmm. Well, yeah. that's what I want. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> we are different people. I don't not want to do that, too, yeah. but it's like, you know what I want? It's like, I just want to play this character and kill some shit for an hour or so. I don't feel like actually trying. Well, there is verse AI, if you want. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. still the same type of gameplay, though. Hmm. But, um, what was going to say? The, uh, do, 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 come on, brain. Um, say that's probably about it I have to say about, or, oh, the tavern, or I was gonna say is the tavern brawl things rotate all the time, just yeah. like they do in Hearthstone. So they come out with, like, a new one all the time. No, it's, I, I like that mechanic. Yeah. One thing League of Legends learned is that game mode, or permanently instituting a gimmick mode does not have longevity. Yeah. Um, so even though they have some game modes that people like, like Earth and, um, Doombots, they don't let them be permanent because then people play them into the dirt and get sick of them. Yeah. It's happened to them, like, well, Dominion was the, the textbook case, but it happened to them a couple of times, and they're like, okay, we need a, they just changed over, okay, it's gonna be a rotating format, you're gonna get this for, like, a short period of time, and then you can't, you play it for a while we were no longer doing this thing why because this thing would get boring really quick and we'd also have to keep balancing it <laughs> yeah it's um, broken around... that's the fun part for now yeah um so did that watched more helsing um now down to the last two episodes i will say one thing i forgot i love so much about that show is that um there's so much to love, to. so I'm curious what you're going to pick. Yeah. Um, Alucard obviously is supposed to be this evil entity now that he's post-mortem. Yeah. And when they start going into his backstory of, like, who he is and, like, how he got there, he was almost more evil as a human. Yeah, he's kind of better now that he's a, a vampire. Yeah, like, he's almost, like, got the muzzle on now. Yeah. Well, yeah, and um, he can be controlled now. Like when he was human, it was you're a fucking monster, man. And additionally, you're a monster with power. Yeah. Um, and I didn't re like that's not something I've seen a lot in writing. Just like this ancient evil entity, and well, you do kind of see it, but like 
so well explained and how it's intricate into like his actual current character yeah and like his actual abilities and powers are based around how terrible of a person he was in real life well flesh this out some it's old enough i don't mind talking about it some in yep. more detail that maybe makes sense so basically when he winds up having to use his like ultimate power of everything he releases all of the souls that he's absorbed and in his case, that's a lot it's like of souls. Million, it's not. It's not it's, absorbed. It's eaten. It's eaten and like consumed and yeah. like taken their life force and obviously killed them. And it's also animals and stuff. And then they want to putting out. You didn't just kill people. You killed your own soldiers. You killed your own citizens. Like yeah, he was an outright terrible fucking human. Who was just like willing to kill people for power and he got it and now he's where he's at. And I thought that was just really well written. Yeah, no. And it's, it's also one of those things that's subtle. They don't harp on it. They don't spend time like, like holding the audience's face in it. Like it's just there quick and then they move past it. Like, yeah. That was really well done. I'm trying to remember. Does, um, oh God, what's his name? The Irish priest guy. Um, Father Alexander Anderson. Yes, uh, Father Alexander. I, have you gotten to the part where he goes monster too yet? I mean, this is my second time watching Fair. the show, but the episode that we just watched is the one where he does that. Yeah, it, I, it's like the end of the episode. It's a setup. Yeah, I, 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 as much as I love the Helsing manga and the um, ultimate version of that show, I it's one of these things where I'm like, you know, if it had ended Alexander killing him because a man always defeats a monster kind of thing, I'd been like, I'd have been super okay with like the man man who's like. No, I won't become a monster. I'm like it's the it's important to me that I kill you as a human. Why? Because yeah. I have to. I ha also I have to make this sacrifice because it could be thousands of years before you are actually like vulnerable. This vulnerable. Yeah. And also my roommate was pointing out that um the evil guy, I don't know what the head knot Which one? Is. Yeah. The blonde major. guy, the one who's actually... The major. Major, yeah, yeah, the major. He has one of those convoluted, like, super villain, like, well, I need this person to be in London at the same time as this person, as me, and then, like, you know, those, you like, in most videos, movies, like, how did you know they were going to be here? Like, your plan it depends on so many things. And he has one of those plans, except it's entirely viable. Yeah, explain... He's just like... I'm going to, I need Alucard to be in England. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to start killing mass amounts of people. I also need Alexander Anderson to be here. Well, how are you going to do that? Uh, did you not see part A? Yeah, it, like, one accomplishes I need to get the Vatican's attention. Yep. I need to get the Vatican's attention and the Helsing organization's attention. So I'm just going to start murdering people willy-nilly in London with vampires. Yeah. And they will come. Trust me, they will come. Yeah. So, so ha having an actually, like, Having an evil entity that's competent is always much more terrifying. I should go back and watch Helsing Ultimate. Like, it's so well done. Yeah. Um. So, or any person listening to this podcast, we we have something we can do. You strongly encourage you to check out Helsing. So on maybe to the not next the thing. original anime because that hasn't aged fantastically but ultimate's fantastic and yeah. the manga if you can find it is fucking amazing yeah i'm a big fan of the original as well but i can't sit here and tell you that ultimate wasn't an upgrade yeah have you gone back and watched the original since watching ultimate 
I haven't rewatched it since then, but I watched both of them. Try and go back. It's 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 more of an uphill struggle than you'd imagine. Uh, I'm pretty actively attached to some of those characters. No, there, there's some great stuff in that. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact that like just the um, stuff like how little action actually happens, like how little it's shown, just start to mm. shine a little more. It's like you know, it's like an ultimate. They'd show that guy getting his head ripped off. Well, in ultimate, there's a lot more budget. There's yes. clearly oh, no, more that's, budget. That's, that's yeah. why original Helsing is the way Helsing is. Yeah. It doesn't change it, but like it's like the story's yeah. even better in Ultimate. It's like no, this is this is the actual story as it was meant to be. Yeah, I mean, even with the like dullness that the original can have, I can still list ten other shows. Oh I've yeah, watched no. the original over. It has aged fantastically um. well for what it is. It's just it's the we made a better version. How much better? <laughs> way better. But yep. it was already pretty good. Yeah, that's how much better the new one is still. Mm-hmm. The new one, if you're into that kind of stuff, is one of the greatest things ever made. Yeah. I wound up looking up like the time span it got released over. I don't know how they made that timeline last so fucking long. They like released the show between like 2003 and 2012. I can explain like, this. They dragged it out. I can explain this for you. Please do. So the manga only finished in like... 2012 i want to say or something like the, the really the art the, yeah the the manga is super is some of the best manga art out there it's kind of like berserk in that the shows just don't do some of the design in that stuff justice and let mm-hmm. me look it up quickly uh yeah it started coming out in 1998 mm-hmm. and like the last one was released 2008, sorry, 1997 to 2008 is the original run. Mm-hmm. It's a long, long-ass one. Uh, it's So what you're telling me is if I were to go and read it, there's yet more content to be had? Um, There's a little more fleshing out of some things. Uh, the manga has some generally funny parts to it, but what I'm saying is the original Helsing anime was made when only, like, six of the eight books existed. Mm-hmm. And, that explains it. Yeah, like, and they have had to make some choices. There also is a bit of a quality upgrade, like, as the episodes go on, you start seeing some things get better, a lot like the fire animations and the yeah. CGI changes a bit. Yep. No, and it's, it's one of these things where it was the, like, they waited for it to be done being written before they made Ultimate. It's like, okay, here's how it ends. Make this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um... So I'm watching that, and that was good. And yeah. I kind of went back on something I mentioned I said I wouldn't do, but apparently I did do. But I also was able to justify it a little better this time. I got a Wii. Okay. Because they're $50. Yeah, they're pretty cheap right now. They literally cost less than a 2DS. <laughs> um, so I got myself a Wii, and I officially have my hands on no more motherfucking heroes. Yeah. And I've been playing some of that, and... The graphics are so much worse than I remember, but the rest of the game is just as amazing as I remember. <laughs> um, and watching my roommate have to hold the Wii remote up to his head for the first time, the same Wii did, was pretty funny. Um, because the game fucking uses the built-in goddamn speaker. Yeah, it's the only time of our life. I fucking hate that functionality in the PS4. I know some people think it's cool. I It made sense on the Wii because that thing was all fucking gimmick, but... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The PS4 almost, or Sony seems to like look at other people's gimmicks and go, oh, we can totally do that. And like, no, don't, please. I liked you because you didn't have gimmicks. Yeah. No, take back the PlayStation move. Kill it. I remember tilt controls. Um. Oh, God. That said, No More Heroes manages to be like, the more I play it and it has things like dodge is on the, Nintendo doesn't call it a D-pad, but the like, the, directional buttons yeah it manages to actually like use motion controls to do things while simultaneously still handling like a controller yeah and because of that it actually feels like responsive and like intuitive and i'm like why did they not pick up on that this was what worked and blending the two was so much better than 100 percenting to one check out red steel 2 as well that's another actually fun actiony wii game it's like they got it for, got it right, like, right near the release. And then they, like, I don't know, went derpy? <laughs> no, it, it's, so here's the reality of it. Like, it's, if you take a look back and actually think about how many Wii games are fondly remembered, the answer is very few. And that's because the Wii has a staggering number of games to make or produced for it because it was pretty easy to develop for. And you could get away with, like, bullshit waggle stuff as the controls. Like, it, in some ways, I think it actually was one of the easier consoles to develop for at the time. And it was a money... It was it was cheap to develop for. The standards of what was acceptable content were super fucking low. And, mm-hmm. like, you had a giant install base for it. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's not that there weren't that many great Wii games. It's that there were so many shitty games. It felt like there weren't a lot of good Wii games. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah. But I got it, and I'm going to use it to basically be a uh, GameCube emulator. Yeah, that's that that's a better way of using it in some ways. Yep. Um, a GameCube and uh, what's it called? A, uh, why am I blanking on this? Uh, N64 emulator. Does it do that? I think it does, because they have the, uh, upscale store releases of, um, like, Ocarina of Time and a couple Oh, of you things. mean the, um, digital store, yeah, not actual. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes, yeah, that makes more sense. I thought you were yeah. like, I thought you were like, oh, there's someone making me play GameCube games, and I was about to be here being all like, how? Tell mm-hmm. me about this. <laughs> Um, Did you get the HDMI-enabled so, one or the like, old original one that was only component? I've got the component one. Mm. Um, I didn't realize there was an HDMI one. Yeah, it came out towards the end of the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. Um, I haven't gotten my hands on, or I haven't taken the time to like set up the store or do anything like that yet or plug it into the internet. Um, the store is pretty bad, not going to lie to you. Uh, I, I'm anticipating that. I think there's like a moment of dread that I'm like, these guys have motion controls, and they like to shoehorn onto everything. Uh, I know where this is going. Yep. <laughs> you're like, yep, get ready, Jeff. It's going exactly where you think. I'm not saying you're not wrong, but you're definitely not wrong. Oh, joy. In fact, you're probably more right than you want to be. Uh, significantly more right. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Boy. So that was pretty much my week. Um, yep, that's all I got on my list. Yeah. 
No, um, on my end of the world, despite being sick, I actually got to play some video games. I played through the most recent Hitman level that got released, uh, Colorado. That is the hardest level that they've put out so far for that game, and it is amazing. Nice. That, that, that that game consistently impresses me. Like it's, I I can't stress how amazingly different each level is from each other. And like that thing is a that thing is such a spike in difficulty because the rules for that level are totally different. Like it's the here's all these things you think you understand about this game. We're gonna subvert all of them in totally different ways. Like we're gonna encourage both the most cowardice and aggressive play styles ever in this level. Hmm. Not it works. It, it works out so well. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, 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 when we start having game of the year conversations, Hitman is gonna be a weird one because is that game perfect? No, but holy fuck, that game is actually just amazing. <laughs> it's 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 not it's it. I have not been that imp- I have not been signed with such low expectations as I did with that game and been that like, okay, fucking yeah, this game's pretty good. <laughs> That's all good news to hear for me because I'm big on uh our I haven't finished Absolution. I Don't bother. Like the, the so- new one is so good, it's like, eh, don't worry with the old stuff. Like this is this is the one you should be playing. Mm-hmm. This okay. is the hitman hitman deserves. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. No, yeah, but yeah. I, I played that. I tried to play Star Citizen. Mm-hmm. I I opened the game, walked around my hangar, went to some social hub, and was like, okay, I guess I got to do a tutorial. I apparently don't have access to the tutorial, so that's a little strange. I Mostly it was two mm. hours of me being like, this game's really pretty on my machine cranked all the way to Ultra, and there's some cool stuff in theory going on here. Why can't I do basic flight training? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't have my ship in my hangar. I'll go do that quickly. I'll figure that out on the laptop for a half hour. Okay, here's how you do that. Like, I we're gonna talk about them a little bit later on in our news segment. But like, the fact this alpha thing is out there, I think, is actually a giant fuck up on Star Citizen's mm-hmm. part because I, it's got some functionality and it shows off it's like. It's a very cool and intriguing tech demo in so many ways. It doesn't change the fact that it's like you need. It's like I don't know if I haven't bought enough things or my account. It's, it's there's too many rough edges, and I'm like I'd like I'd love to explore this. I think like it'd be kind of cool to do a video of, hey, here's what Star Citizen actually is as of right now. But because I can't figure out, it's like why don't I have a tutorial segment? Like it's there's a button to press for it. When I click it, it says you don't have access to the screen. It makes no goddamn sense. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a function of it worked at doing what it was what it was supposed to do, which was generate hype for the presale. Yeah. Um, they promised that they would do it, and they kind of had to make good on that promise quickly because they finished their kickstarting quickly. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I don't know why what this is exists like in concept i kind of get it but at the same time it's like this is so potentially negatively impactful to the overall reception of your game because i i don't think the game is bad as of right now like what i got to work was kind of cool it's the fact that the like alpha they 
the alpha they have is just it's like no this is a fucking alpha and not what the modern world of gaming thinks an alpha is like yes this is textured alpha but like th this is a yeah i think you're mixing up the words alpha and beta <laughs> no this is not a beta yet betas work a little bit better yeah or that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah th this is absolutely an alpha yeah it's an alpha with textures but <laughs> yeah i based on my i mean it this alpha has been in worse states than this. <laughs> no, and I, th I think that's just it. It's like this you, you, This shouldn't be out there. Like, maybe it's you release something that you can be like, hey, here's a thing, and people can enjoy it, and, like, here's what your money's going for and shit, but what it is right now is just so... What the fuck is going on? Like, it's... I wanted to check it out. I could not check it out. Like, even going to their website, the tutorial videos they have are out of date to what the current game is, to the point where it's like, eh, mm -hmm. maybe don't have these videos, or don't, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but on top of all that, this um, little game I was super excited for called uh, Gears of War 4 came out. Hmm, I heard that was a small title. Yes, it's a, it's a small indie title. Um, we're, it's kind of newsworthy. We're going to talk about it now. That thing's launch was kind of complicated. Hmm. So it worked fine on the Xbox One, but because I'm now embracing the um, Microsoft, hey, you can buy Xbox games for your uh, PC thing, because my Xbox One is currently unplugged because it was making weird sounds the other month, <laughs> two months ago. It's, it's been unplugged for a while. Okay. I think it's got a fan issue. They had ridiculous download issues and patching issues with Gears of War to the point where I went to work on Tuesday when it came out, started the download, got home and it downloaded, and it's like, oh, there's an 85 megabyte patch up to update with that. Okay, fine, whatever. Two and a half hours later, it's got like 30 megabytes of 80, and like I go through all of these crazy online solutions to the point where it's like, have you just tried uninstalling the game and reinstalling it? It took my computer six hours to download a... Oh, yeah, here's the kicker, like an 80-gig game. Mm-hmm. It's It was a fucking mess. Most launches are. This one was especially bad. Like, I, if my, I expected more given, like... A, uh, Record, not a fantastic game, but the process was pretty good. This major flagship title franchise thing for Microsoft, this needs to go well because there are people like me going, yeah, fucking yeah, Gears of War, that's a reason to own an Xbox One or a PC at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to play that. I will give that money. I will pay lots of money for it. I guess I'm just remembering the Portal 2 launch. <laughs> that was pretty good, though, too. That was fine. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I played and Portal 2. It was fine. You couldn't get a download for the first, like, four hours. Oh, I played it on like, PS3, so I may have gotten to negate that. Yeah. I had pre-downloaded stuff and still couldn't get the rest of the game at launch for, like, another day. But also think about how many years ago that was. True. <clears throat> yeah. I guess I I'm just remembering worse launches, and I've grown to be more forgiving yes but also like it's the 
this wasn't a terrible launch, but it's also a, like, you need to do better than this, Microsoft. Like, this is a big deal. And the fact mm-hmm. that it did not go well is a big deal. Like, it, you've released three games now on your Windows, like, Xbox on a PC system. Two of them have had problems. One of them wasn't that great a game. So, launch aside, how's the game? Uh, That is a complicated answer for me to give. So, um, I I actually want to say I'm roughly like exactly halfway through the game right now. And if you'd asked me yesterday at this exact time what I thought of the game... I might have been a little less enthused than I am right now. So um, I what I love I, I just a big fan of horror fan of horror games. I'm less so of, but I do love action games with horror elements or like monster design of that stuff. I, I like I like it when it's action jump scares where it's like oh crap that thing scared me. I now have to kill it with a chainsaw moments. I. I like monster design. I'm just not sure I like it's like, ooh, it's so tense and suspenseful. It's like, right, can I just shoot it in the face now? And the fir- and what I've loved about Gears for the run of the franchise has been it's you versus nightmare monsters. Like the Locust Horde had corpsers and berserkers and other things where it's like okay, we could build a tank, or we could just strap a cannon to this giant fuck-off crab monster. Guess which one we did? Mm-hmm. Giant fuck-off crab monster. and Crab monster. Yeah, so the game starts like the game starts off with you 20 years after the events of Gears of War 3, which is kind of cool. The world is being rebuilt. Things are better. And the enemy you're fighting initially are these, like, sentry robot things, and... It's it, fighting them feels so unbelievably not Gears of War that I actually found it really off-putting. You say what kind of enemies they're are they? Robots. So it's uh, robots. Yeah, oh. and like that's the like the Yahtzee. I kind of I know this is going to make the government mad, but I kind of want to know that someone's going to have to pick up this mess with a mop, not a broom. Yeah, and like it. It's weird, like, the the first chapter of this game doesn't feel like a Gears of War game. It feels kind of like, hey, it's got Gears of War mechanics, but it's, like, advanced warfare or some other kind of future sci-fi game. Like, it, yeah, you've got the cover system and a bunch of the weapons are there, but, like, the environments just feel wrong. It's too bright and sunny and green and not like gritty and terrible like i like my weirdest issue with the robots are they're robots they don't fear death so like they'll take cover but they'll also just kind of march towards you indefinitely in annoying like yep we're robots kind of manner where it's like no no this game's all about like ducking between cover and getting those headshots off and like frantic trench warfare firefights and if you're gonna throw the heavy other ones have it march towards me slowly with a shotgun that's not cool it's kind of like eh, that's boring mm-hmm. now nah, and the robots feel kind of cheap like the weapons you get to fight them are i i think the weapon the robots use which is what you wind up using a bunch because of ammo reasons has got to be one of the worst weapons in the game ever Mm-hmm. Like that game has had some clunker weapons, and that thing is just like it's 
It's like, yeah, I brought this BB gun to hunt bears with. It's got no Im- It just feels shitty to shoot, and that game is full of so many fantastic guns. Just has a great feel to them. Like I, I don't know. And then so, and then the second chapter of the game happened, and I spoilers, but not really because he's been in the trailers. So, so the protagonist of the first three games comes back, Marcus Phoenix, and he's handled exactly as I want him to be, which he's like, he's old and pissed off, and like so many amazing moments happen with Marcus. Ba- yes, exactly, actually. Like, it's the, this is the man that saved the world by chainsaw bayoneting shit in half, and he's just like old and gray and angry. It's like, man, I back in my day, there weren't robots running around (laughs) it's handled so so amazingly well and like you're still fighting robots but at least the banter they give you via marcus is fantastic i could the game kind of starts feeling a gears game at that point but not really like there's it's still robots the level design still feels kind of off but it does end in one of the most like holy fuck, now that's a boss fight things ever in a game. Like, it's a really cool moment. Like, it's if you told me someone said, how do we justify this boss fight in Gears of War 4 and then built the first two chapters to allow that boss fight to happen, I'd be like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Like, this is how you get to having that in your game because that is fucking cool as hell. Mm -hmm. And That's awesome. Yeah, and then the third chapter happened. And I, I, someone at Microsoft Studios, the guys that made this, have to understand, like, have to be aware of the fact that the first two chapters of that game aren't really Gears of War feeling, because the third chapter is full of, like, just amazing wink-wink, nudge-nudge moments where it's like, well, the Locusts are dead because they all died at the end of Gears of War 3, but... This is how we reintroduce the enemy that's got all of their play style back into the game. And we're even going to say, like, hey, we don't have... It's like, remember emergence holes in the original Gears of War games? Yeah. Well, we don't have those in these games. Aw. But we have a thing that mechanically, functionally, and threat-wise is exactly the same. Oh. Okay. Does it make sense to the plot? Completely, like and so, and that's the weird part because that's done well then, yeah, like and it's like it's suddenly the game takes the sharp right turn into it's a fucking Gears of War game now. Like, suddenly the enemies have monstrous interpretations. It's all horror. It's all like the horror stuff is back. You have the chainsaw lancer. Like suddenly someone was like, wait, 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 we're making a Gears of War game, yeah. So you're killing monsters that are wearing, like, vests with glowing red items on them, and they're, like, snipers that have a helmet on and a loincloth, and, like, those big monsters, like... The pinnacle point in that that game for me, I went from being, like, okay, whatever, to fucking, yeah, Gears of War 4 is... You walk into this hallway thing, and I immediately go, holy fuck, are they recreating the Wretch Encounter from the first Gears of War game? but with, like, new enemies, and they recreate it perfectly. It's like, fucking yeah! Nice. And it's like someone It's like someone in the game is holding a switch going, is it time for Gears of War 4 yet? No? Okay. Wait for it, wait for it. Now it's Gears of War 4! Did you enjoy the two-chapter-long <laughs> nice. two tutorial? Welcome to the main game, fuckers! 
Nice. Shit is so the game's on the upswing for oh, you. Oh, shit is loud and dark and terrifying, and when you chainsaw shit, blood comes out, not stupid oil, and enemies take cover and have senses of morality or mortality, and like you can down them and then crush their heads beneath your boots, but not but you couldn't do that to robots. Like it, I don't know what was going on with the first two chapters because like once this all kicked in, even the level design is good again. Like it's like these are fucking Gears of War stuff. It's like, okay, we gotta get from this side. Turns made the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't know. Like it it is such a like Yup, like, why wasn't the, I, I get it, you have to have a tutorial section, but, like, fuck, why wasn't this the start of the game in some ways? Because it's so, it, it was so weird for me, just because it was like, eh, maybe, like, okay, yeah, I like Gears of War, this is only kind of doing it, click, fucking yeah, Gears of War 4. War never changes, only I grow older. Chainsaw bayonets, Hello? motherfuckers. Uh, it's, I, it's all just done so well at that point. <laughs> no, it's so yeah, I've got, I've got Gears of War four, pretty pretty fucking cool. Once you get past the like first two chapters, even the first two, like really just got through the first first chapter. It's kind of shitty. The first half of the second chapter not so great, but the boss fight at the end is cool as shit. So <laughs> whatever. But yeah, nice. that the third chapter is with that game, just like it's. I, I I can't describe it more than it's like someone said, "Oh shit, we're making a Gears of War game, right?" Uh, I turn all these lights off, make things scary and dark, and change everything about the game we've done so far. But what if we fucking do it? Mm-hmm. This is how you make a Gears of War game. We want it cramped and claustrophobic, or so open you're afraid of the openness. Mm-hmm. None of this, like, oh. Blah, blah, blah. Nice. Yeah, I've, I'm running that game on like the ultraist settings ever at like super 60 frames a second, and it is gorgeous. I've had some weird issues with the cutscenes kind of doing some strange things every once in a while, which sucks, but at the same time, it's Gears of War, so I'm like, oh, the textures aren't popping in in this one at least. Neat. Things are blurry for a split second occasionally during cutscenes. Whatever. The firefights are glorious. Nice. Yeah, I... I, I, like I said, you'd asked me literally yesterday as a, this on Thursday, you had me Wednesday at this exact same time, I'd have been like, I don't know, I may not even finish this because robots fucking suck, but at like 10pm last night I got to fucking, yeah, this is Gears of War, and it was like, I literally went to bed and my girlfriend's like, oh, so like, oh, you, you played later, I thought you were gonna come to bed, I'm like, Gears of War happened, she's like, weren't you playing, I'm like, no, 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 I got to the actual game now. Someone turned the goddamn switch. Nice. I unlocked Gears of War from playing that shitty opening part. Two different dev teams. I've, it, it almost feels like that. Like it's, I, I, and there is some transition. Like the second chapter acts as a bridge from the first chapter to the third chapter. But uh, it's it's almost like someone said we have to have like balls-to-the-wall, action-feeling stuff for the first things, and then we can give them a Gears of War game after that. Like, I, it's... And as cool as that first, like, crazy boss fight is, it still kind of feels out of place in some weird ways. It's not... It's like... It, it's really cool, and don't get me wrong, I'm super glad it's in that game, because I will go back and do that boss fight again, because it is nuts. But it's also like, isn't this game about cover shooting? Mm-hmm. And, like, flanking and positioning and... 
ammo consumption. Yeah, I maybe after if if, if you wind up playing the game, we might want to talk about it more in detail or something. I'll be curious if you have would have the same reaction of like, what the fuck was this? And then suddenly, fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Gears of War four. I I'm digging it now. I yeah. I think I've played like the chapters are long too. Like each segment of the chapter is probably like a half. I'm playing on hardcore, so maybe I don't know how long it is. I I probably put in like six hours by now, and I'm about halfway through chapter three of five. I I don't know. Like I I've now to the point where it's like fucking make these levels as long as possible. I never want this to end. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I. Uh, like I said last week, I was like, "Yeah, I, th- I think I'm ready for a new Gears of War game." And yes, th- this is this is what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Maybe not initially, but yeah, once I got to it, it's like, "Yep, here's Gears of War now. Have fun." That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys got a uh, a good Gears of War game. Yes, I I want to check out the Horde mode. I'm gonna steer clear of the multiplayer because. I didn't play Gears of War 3 multiplayer and don't feel like making a fool of myself like that type of thing will happen. Like mm-hmm. That is a community that never stopped playing the last one because they just play Gears of War and they are fucking amazing at it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to deal with that shit. It's like running into the Counter-Strike community. <laughs> I might say worse because at least Counter-Striking, Counter-Strike has slightly better matchmaking. Mm-hmm. And the matches are over faster. Huh. Nowadays it does. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when you used to just click on a random server and jump on in. Yeah. Shut up, Grandpa. Fair. No, fair. That's the, the, the darker times when it was just Counter-Strike, not Counter-Strike Go. Yep. Back when you called it Counter-Strike and not CS. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's been about it. I've been playing lots of the Gears of War. I... I keep poking at Destiny Rise of Iron, but I I will probably do the raid for that and then drop that unless they do something meaningful. I Who am I kidding? The Halloween of stuff's coming up for that, and I'll probably poke around in that a little bit, but I not enough stuff came with that expansion for me to really care too much about it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, aside from being sick, like it's it's been mostly Gears of War since Gears of War came out, and the occasional other thing where it's like, yeah, I'll play that for a couple minutes. Hell, mm-hmm. I only played Destiny this week because I was trying to get Gears of War to download. I'm like, ah, <laughs> might as well just hang out while I wait. That's funny. Let's go do some Archon's Forge, because why not? <laughs> but yeah... That's about it for my week. I have this upcoming weekend promised to be a little more interesting. Uh, more on that next week, I suppose. You ready for some news? I am ready for some news. Also, to get stuff off at a lighter note, Overwatch now has 20 million registered players. Woo! Yeah, I, that's an impressive number of registered players. Yep. In, in under five months, no less. Oh, wow. It really hasn't been out that long. Yeah, it... So it's worth that does not mean 20 million copies were sold. It just means 20 million people have registered to play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know any other way to register for the game. No, but, I, sure. Um, I, I think it's more of like you have like if if I have a PS4 and I have a copy of Overwatch, as many people have access to my PS4 can also make Overwatch accounts or 
register okay. with that game. Like that's kind of how it works. Or it's like I could buy it for my home computer and other people can play Overwatch, I guess. I can they? I don't know actually at that point. Oh uh, no, I own it for computer. Yeah, <laughs> I I was yeah, I don't know. I also want it for computers, so yeah. Uh speaking of Star Citizen though, the single player campaign has been delayed. It's the Squadron 42 module experience, whatever you want to call it. It was supposed to be out. It is not. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd rather they take their time on it. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I, I just want something, I guess, to justify having bought into that at this point. It, mostly I want to know, I, I want a better list of what I've actually purchased and understanding what I've purchased, because when I bought that, it's like, oh, here's a thing you can do right now. Okay, cool. Not actually... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be in there. I don't know enough. Yeah. Uh, do you care about Turok at all? Turok. Turok, Dinosaur Hunter. The Dinosaur Hunter game. Yep. Uh, is that like Ark? Uh, no, no. It's it's Turok. We're not talking. You know the game. We're not that talking ca- the new one coming out. No, no. Turok two. The, the game that came out in nineteen ninety eight. Oh God. I never got to play that. <laughs> well, a studio called uh, Night Dive Studios is bringing it back for a modern era. That could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I kind of miss... I mean, I keep talking about when I talk about, like, Ratchet and Clank and stuff, like, wacky, zany, I'm-a-game video games appeal to me at this point. In my yeah, life. and th- the, these are the guys behind the original Turok games, so they at least have some pedigree with it, and that thing did work... It worked, at least when it came back. It wasn't necessarily a better game. <laughs> Maybe it didn't mm-hmm. age super great, but... Yeah, I... Truck 2, coming back to PC. Alright, nice. Dinosaur hunting. Uh, most of that game is from the era of crazy-ass weapons, like headboards, like guns that would like saw mm. people's heads off for you and shit like that. So I miss that, too. Yes, that's... We've talked about Zany... games. Yeah, mm-hmm. about... This was out Insomniac and Insomniac Games before Insomniac Games was really Insomniacing themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, not really news, but something I thought I'd mentioned. Um, Ubisoft is giving away copies of Beyond Good and Evil if you have a Club Ubisoft or Ubisoft Club account. I've never even heard of one of those before. Uh, I don't know. I don't like giving Ubisoft my time. Yeah, like it, it's part of this whole Beyond... you play. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's part of this whole Beyond Good and Evil 2 is totally happening. It's not a lie. Please stop treating it like vaporware. It's totally happening, guys. It's not a zeitgeist campaign. So it's also $10 on Steam if you want to go play it. I have I should probably go check that out again because I remember it being a good game but not an amazing game and never quite understood the Internet's obsession with how amazing that one was. But that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, so the PS4 v, uh, PlayStation VR I believe will be out by the time this podcast is up so I thought I'd throw in the fact that um, Valve is making a new Vive controller and the, uh, the explanation of why you might do this I heard recently is actually really cool which is why I partially put it on their news list so 
Uh, the Oculus Touch controllers are not are not commercially available yet. I've heard are described as just the like pinnacle of controller technology because of the sensors for them, and because there's only one way to hold them, so they force you to do certain things. The initial Vive controller has the ability to do weird things because you can hold the controllers in multiple ways, and as a result, the game developers aren't always sure exactly how you're holding it, and it looks like the new Vive controller kind of capitalizes on the idea of if we tell you exactly how to hold it, we can tell developers exactly what they can make and do with it so they can actually add more functionality because they're not trying to incorporate like, hey, hold it like a sword, hold it like a boomerang or something weird like that. Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's, it's a slick-looking controller. I thought the old initial ones kind of looked clunky, but... VR news, I guess. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, since uh, Steam is the people behind Vive, I thought it's also worth mentioning that Steam is officially getting native PlayStation 4 controller support. See, it's supposed to launch October 13th, so it's actually out today, the day of the recording. Yes. I will probably check this out. I... Any interest in this? I kind of bought a fancy Xbox Elite controller so I could hook it up to my PC because that's oh, pretty I seamless. PSVR. Oh, yeah, PSVR is out today as of recording, apparently. That explains it. It will be up by the time this podcast is up. Aha. Oh, certainly. It's up as of recording. Uh, so, components for your Xbox that I probably did not buy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my silence was me Googling that quickly. No, fair. It's so, they're adding the. You now can use the PS4 controller, though, for. Or will be able to use it soon for Steam. Any interest in mm -hmm. this? I'm the one person that, when provided the option to use a controller mm -hmm. or a keyboard, will without question always opt for the keyboard, no matter really what the scenario is. Not sure. Um, so to me, it's not that crazy. The only thing I use it for is, like, Rocket League, and that's it. Um, and I have an Xbox controller for that. Um, yeah, it's, I, like I guess the PS4 controller better, but not enough to really like go out and buy hardware for it. Well, you already you already own a PS4 controller. Yeah, well, things to make it work. It, My computer doesn't have Bluetooth. Oh, fair. <laughs> I think you can plug it in via USB and it works too. Oh, yeah, that I might do. Yeah, it's I like the PS4 controller so much more than the Xbox One controller. That I'm like, ah, maybe, if I hadn't just bought the super fancy Xbox controller setup. So, we'll see. I, it's mostly it's, it's it's a weird one where it's like, what the hell's going on with Sony that this is happening though? Mm -hmm. Maybe Sony games yeah. will be coming to Steam soon. Yeah, that'd be I'm cool. I'm gonna be sitting on my ten years of. PC gaming going, hmm, good time. it's another good time to be a PC gamer. Evidently, yeah. It's, as someone who's slowly made the shift towards that, I, it's this intrigues me, because the idea of being able to use a controller I like more than an Xbox One controller makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so, speaking of Sony, um, do you remember back when the PS3 had Linux support on it? I do. Did you use it at all? I wanted to, but I never got around to doing it. I kind of regret that a little bit. They also removed it. Yes, they did. So, and as a result, there was a bit of a lawsuit that happened. Mm-hmm. 
you can get fifty five. You can get up to fifty five bucks from Sony if you demonstrate as part of the class action lawsuit that like you were actually affected by it. As someone who looked at it and said, "Oh, that's cool," and never used it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm in the latter category. Yeah. There's a fancy claims form. You can find it all over the internet. There's lots of places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to have proof of purchase of a PS3, a PlayStation, a PS3 Plus, a PlayStation Network ID used uh, before April 1st, 2010, which I suspect both of us have. So, mm-hmm. And you have to file by December 7th. So if you're curious about getting 55 bucks... Go for it. Mm. Eh. Pretty much. Yeah. But last on our Sony kind of hit list, uh, you played De- Red Dead Redemption, I assume, Jeff. Oh, I love that game. Did you ever play Red Dead Revolver? I did not play Red Dead Revolver. Well, you can now play it on the PS4. Oh, neat. Yeah, Red Dead Revolver was this weird game when it came out that I remember playing it and being like, holy crap, the sequel to this game is going to be fucking amazing. That was a game that was obviously being actively held back by technology at the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, things just aren't powerful enough to give this game what it needs. And don't get me wrong, that game has a whole slew of kind of weird design choices and issues. But I might say it's a better game than Red Dead Redemption. There's a lot of just insane stuff in that game. Hmm. That's interesting to hear because I absolutely adore Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption is one of the better games they ever made. Red Dead Redemption is a better game overall. I think Red Dead Revolver has like just some stuff. Like it's got boat. It's got more Native American stuff. The story is much larger. There's. It feels more immersive in some ways. It's less the story of John Marston and more the story of the Wild West in some weird way. Mm Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I... But yeah, you can play Red Dead Redemption Revolver. Huh, I might look into that, because yeah. I'd love to complete the cycle on that. I actually always looked at Red Dead Revolver, because I never got drawn into it, because no one I knew ever played it, and because of that, that was one of those no news is not good news when it comes to video games. Yeah, and prepare for a bit of a rough inter- entry. Like, that game has some aiming issues, and... That game is far from perfect, but if you're a fan of Red Dead Redemption, it's definitely worth checking out. Okay. All right, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Unfortunately, on the not things that are out, Cuphead has been delayed till mid-2017, apparently. They're probably caught up in the whole Xbox exclusive thing, and someone told them to make it for PC. Uh, they've been saying that already. I think it was already coming to PC initially, though. Oh, yeah. It's coming to Steam. That before. Yeah. All right. That puts it on the it's been in development for three years, and it's officially time to maybe be a tad worried about it. I So, we did that whole, like, what we think is actually going to come out in the upcoming year. I think, we, I, think I said... I don't think Cuphead comes out this year, even though it's supposed to by December 31st. I, I'm really curious what the reception of this game is going to be when it comes out, because it's now been delayed enough times that's got that working against it. And on top of that, you have people like me sitting here going, I don't think that game's actually super all that good. Mm-hmm. Well, 
Yeah. Hard to tell. No, it's definitely too early to tell, absolutely. But but yeah, that's a highly anticipated game that a lot of people were like, I would totally buy an Xbox One for that. Push back to 2017. Mm. And uh, well, We're getting pretty damn close to 2017. Yeah, so. but it said mid-2017. That's like, what, August? What's yeah, halfway through the year? for a while. Yeah. June. Mm-hmm. So, um... You want Friday the 13th news or Eve news? Friday the 13th. Sadly, the Friday the 13th game has been delayed until 2017. Aww. But they're adding a single-player mode. Oh, neat. It'll launch after the multiplayer stuff comes out, but... I'm kind of okay with this. So you're okay with them adding content and being open with the content they're adding? Yes. Yes, exactly. So, Evelyn news? Eve, yes. Um, so we've got kind of two things going on with Eve, as often happens with Eve. Uh, we talk about Eve an awful lot for people that don't play Eve, I guess, which I always find mm-hmm. fascinating. But I, I think it's a game to talk about and not play. Yeah. I, it's uh, <laughs> just the way that one works. I will soon <laughs> find out firsthand, probably. Free to play is coming. But so... um. The first one is a $75,000 bounty has been placed on an enemy corporation in the game. Like a like literal, we will cough up $75,000 if someone or some peoples take these fuckers out. Really? I, yeah, that's apparently. That's real world money you're talking That's real to, world right? money. Wow. They must have pissed, they've pissed off somebody about it. It seems like weirdly pettiness, but maybe it's in-game currency, which there is a translation for that, but still, that's some goddamn money. That's that's the Eve War money, if you will. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No one's claimed it yet, yeah. but Whoever's on the bad end of that thing must have they must be doing something really inhibitive that they think that they can part with their money and then make more money than that eventually by having this organization gone. Yeah, no, it, and it is a violation of the game's user agreement where you can't market stuff directly for cash, and someone probably gives so fewer shits about it that it's like, fucking yeah, bounty, real-world money, go kill them. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. And it's apparently over something pretty goddamn petty, as best I can tell. It's like someone kicked from chat, and it's like, no, we're not letting you back in our clubhouse. I, I love the fact that it's like, fucking yeah, $75,000 bounty. Go kill him. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, remember back when I said that Eve was kind of being run by the Yakuza-style situation where it was gambling houses with all the money were controlling Eve? Mm-hmm. They just got uh, CCP, the guys that make the game, just kind of kicked all those people out of the game. Okay. I'm sure that's in preparation for the free-to-play launch happening in less than a month at this point. But so CCP has... Get all the thieves and wolves out of the city. Yeah, which nature loves a power vacuum, so we'll see how this works out for them. But CCP has banned gambling. They're cracking down on all that in-game casino stuff. And they're just kicking people out left and right, apparently. Wow. And chaos is ensuing. 
Eva's at its best when it's in a state of chaos. Yep. Yeah. Stability does not bode well. Yeah, I, I, I want I. I'm kind of hoping this causes some like clans war era or something. Like, this could be some real cool stuff to enter into as a free to play player. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm sorry for those people that put a lot of time into the game and have the gambling stuff going, but at the same time, as an observer of E new of Eve news, this is fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to move on to the main topic? Yeah, that's about all I got for the main topic. So um, as you may have gathered from the news, not much really happened this week that me and Jeff could sink our teeth into. So we're going to one of our more abstract discussion topics. And we were kind of batting around a couple of them. Like we were possibly going to let uh, Jeff go nuts on the league stuff. But I'm choosing to let that all play out before we just kind of crank Jeff up and let him go. Hmm. Everyone with another history of League of Legends yeah, I, told by Jeff. Yeah, I, I, I'm... In the same way that I don't really care about baseball, like hearing who wins the World Series, I do want to know kind of the crazy stuff that happens as part of the League worlds. I try to bring color to it and say, yes. like, the, the interesting stuff and not just SKT1 again, like, the and there was a crazy upset here and the, like, the more interesting storylines that play out no, and, the numbers. And the Russian factor to it is kind of like, okay, that that could be something. This could be interesting, ultimately. But it's not quite... One of the previous Russian players from one of the previous teams has already been, like, made the front page of Reddit for saying uh, no one else has balls of steel like Russian teams. I... Power to them. That, that's what you wanted to hear, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Kind of like how I want pictures of the Russian team, like, stroking bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that might be out there. Hello, this is bear. You could have a team bear, I don't know. Yeah, no. This is mascot. Sometimes when, they, sometimes when we have bad day, we come in and we play with bear, and that way, you know, we feel better, because bear is really just big, fluffy puppy. Yeah. But only two Russians eat other people. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... But so we just, we landed on the topic of kind of sequels for video games, and I was inspired by this because, well, Gears of War happened, and up until recently, as we already established, I was kind of like, I don't know, and they did make some kind of weird choices with that game, going from three to four. I'm choosing to ignore Judgment Happened. Like, I could swear some weapons in that game don't work the way they used to in three. Like, I have weird memory muscle, I have muscle memory moments with that game where it's like, why isn't this doing a thing that mm -hmm. maybe I'm just crazy for having, but I could swear, like, the hammer birds used to have a zoom in on them, and also some... I mean, there's some games that use sequels as a place to do balancing. Yeah. Like, if you look back at the change between Halo 1 and Halo 2, the pistol um, getting completely nerfed between Halo 1 and 2. Um, some company, this you don't see as much anymore because patches are a thing. Um, but in some older games, they did, I think, some of that stuff to make gun, guns just actually handled differently because of, uh, switching over to, or trying to balance the game. Yeah, no, and I, I think as a result, you wind up with some occasionally, like, I found some of the changes in Gears of War 4 initially off-putting, and still, if I go back to robots, I'm not sure I'm gonna be happy again kind of thing, but it's... 
What do you think the most what the fuck sequel you've ever run into was where it's like, okay, you had a fine game in the first place and then they made a sequel and you're like, apparently you missed the point of the first game. Uh, the worst culprit of that I'm aware of, and I never played it, but I've seen a review of it and that's more than enough, is Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's actually correct. Um, I'm pretty sure that's just, like, the worst perpetrator of that sin in all of history. It's pretty bad. And um, I guess for our listening base who had, had never heard this game or any context to go with it, um, the company Rare seems to have gone through some pretty amazing mismanagement after the decline of the N64. Yeah. And it well, is after some it got impressive... bought by Microsoft, too. Yeah, there's some impressive mismanagement that happened. Perfect Dark 2. And, yeah, and one of them is Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, where they took Banjo-Kazooie, a known beloved franchise. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. And, I'll, I'll, I'll say known. known. A known franchise that was a collectible, and changed it into a, like, Lego car game? Uh, some of us like, might say that game was the best Banjo-Kazooie game made to date. <laughs> It was like it was the moment of like core concept has been abandoned. <laughs> You're using these <laughs> oh, we characters. We've changed the style of the game, and it wasn't like it was you know, dead or alive, gets mentioned a lot, is a fighting game series that did an offshoot volleyball game, but it wasn't like they claimed it was canonical in the fighting oh, game. Oh no, I totally like, think it's canonical technically, but. It's not not it's not detractive though. Yeah, like, well, it is, but not in the way you're talking about. Yes, you get what I mean. Yes. Whereas this, they like took the series and just kind of like, what? Why did? What? How drunk were? Uh, okay. You took a um, game about a bear with a bird in the backpack that allows him to fly around, and made it into twisted metal. Lego kind of. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> no, no, um, it's not. Um, I think probably another sequel. The thing is, is on the flip side of that, I would say a sequel that I've played where they changed the game a ton, but it was still good, would be The Binding of Isaac, because the differences between The Binding of Isaac 1 and Isaac 2 are pretty significant with the way the, get, like, yeah. the rooms handle and stuff. And it was a seamless, like upgrade um and i guess one thing that i wanted to talk about between different sequels is the change in timbre where you can have one sequel that's so dark and gritty and then the next one's like a happy-go-lucky or you have like horror franchises where it's like this is too bright you missed the point sure but my favorite one i know i did that whole list thing again mm. um is the difference between Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII, at least for the beginning of the games, where Final Fantasy VII is this, like, dark, you know, we're terrorists and there's a faceless organization that's puppet governmenting everything, versus Final Fantasy VIII, which is, you know, you're number one kawaii desu uh, champion of anime high school. Well, that's a bad example <laughs> because those are, like, Final Fantasy is like, no, they're all just separate. They're self-contained, yeah. yeah they're not direct linear. These are not sequels. Like, We're just making a new one. Yeah, the change in timbre between them, though, is so drastic. If you want to tech, if you want to talk um, 10 to 10-2, that's different. 
10 to Charlie's Angels edition. Yeah. Um, I say, what would be, what would you think of an example of yours that was like, um, an example of a franchise that like did significant, this is almost a totally different franchise changes and it was an improvement. Um, and the first game wasn't a, pi- a burning dog shit pile. <laughs> um, you could say Destiny maybe did that with the Taken King, like the the giant DLC release they put out last year. Really, in many ways, was almost a totally new game in some ways, which helped it a lot. Oh, um, Call of Duty Four, actually, the first Modern Warfare game. Okay. I buy that. Because if you want to talk about one of the most weirdly influential games ever, like, that's it. Like, it's... I I was a fan of the Call of Duty games prior to that, but, like, if you go back and look at the jump in that game from... What was it? Big Red 1 was the one that came up for it, through Call of Duty 4, where suddenly it was modern day and modern guns and conflict and fast and aggressive. That's a giant leap in so many ways, and... Uh, what else? That one definitely, like, that one's a pivot point in history. Yes. Like, for better or for worse, because I know I can look back at the time and, like, I've used the term COD Kitty. Like, they, there's been a lot of negative stimula- or sti- stipulation um, connotation with that game. And it it is deeply influential on so many games that came after it I call and, like, so many games around it. Yeah, and, and uh, whether you like Call of Duty credit, or not at yeah. this point, like that game sells fantastically every year. They like the fact they're like, oh, we went from seven million sales to six million sales. You still got six million sales. That's damn impressive in like the first half of a year, kind of thing. Whatever. But like, it, mm. if you're looking at one of the most influential games in history, that's on the list because like Halo invented console shooters. Call of Duty in so many ways, I don't want to say perfected it, but was like, fucking, here's a better way of doing this. Yep. No, I'll, I'll definitely give you yeah. that one. Uh, and like, think what how you, you suddenly you had Battlefield chasing that. Like, uh, even um, Destiny, the guys that made Halo, kind of plays like a Call of Duty game occasionally. Like, think about how many multiplayer things were forever changed because of Call of Duty. Confirm kill. Yeah, that, that that's a game mode they brought to Destiny, kind of thing. Yep. No, it, I that that one's definitely on the list for me. I I got more bad examples. Actually, no. Um, Jack and Daxter, uh, the Jack and Daxter franchise is both because Jack and Daxter mm. one was a fine mascot platformer, and then Jack and Daxter two was a teen rated Grand Theft Auto game that was also a character platformer and that game is fucking amazing for what it is and then jack and daxter 3 came out and they're like hey we put a bunch of racing stuff in the game are the cars cool some of them are well i guess some of them is a start right yeah it's it's weird because the high point of that franchise is definitely the second one and the third one has some cool stuff in it. It's got some really good boss fights for that franchise. And then the fourth one is literally a kart racing game with a story mode. That's pretty wild. And it's not even a numbered one. It's like it's it's called like Jack Extreme Racing. And at the time, I was like, "Fuck that shit! Fuck it so much!" That's the worst parts of Jack and Daxter Three. 
And then you got your hands on it. Uh, it's it's a kart racing game. Like it's kind of hard to fuck those up to a certain extent. Like so long as they work correctly. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Prototype Two a couple times. That's a great example of a game. Just saying, okay, what did people like about the first one? This, let's double down the hardest as we can on that and yeah. try and fix some of the other issues, but focus on making that better. I think it's more fun and more interesting of thinking of sequels that made significant improvements where the first game isn't a dumpster fire. Yeah. Because like there are times that it's like they made a game, it was poorly received, it was shite. And then the sequel just, like, breathed new life into the franchise, and they basically start from the ground up and we're like, okay, we fucked up before. Yeah. Let's just do everything the opposite. Yeah, it's... It, I like it when a game I already like gets better. Like, I, it's, um... This is gonna sound strange. The Halo games, I personally think they've gotten worse with every iteration since the original Halo game. Mm-hmm. Including 2? I, I think is one of the worst Halo games made. Fair. I, I, I just get yeah. to me that one's kind of the peak of like two implemented the most number of new mechanics that oh, I'm no, willing it, to accept in a Halo game, it, and then you have active decline in my I, I, from there on in. It went to the pure kind of regenerative health standpoint. It's is Halo 2 a better game than Halo 1? Absolutely. The multiplayer is online, there's dual wielding, there's a bunch of cool stuff in that game. Do I like Halo 1 a lot more than Halo 2? Yeah, and can I make a really strong argument for Halo 1 and Halo 2 are almost the exact same game? Yes, actually. Yeah, that's why I consider Halo 2 was just the mechanical, like, pinnacle for me. Yeah. It, it's like, what do I want in a Halo, or improvements from Halo 1? Dual wielding. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, sword. Yeah, that's sweet. And that's anything else? No, that's about it. You sure you don't want everyone to have unique, special fucking superpowers? No, I'm 100% sure I that, don't want that. That in my comes shooter. in Halo 3. Yeah. Like, I do not want gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, I, it's. I, so that's where the active decline line is. Yeah, I, for what Halo book. 1 was, I was a big fan of it. I liked kind of the jank of it in certain ways. I liked the health system. I liked the way the weapons felt. Like, I liked the super unbalanced pistol. And again, this is probably the subjective, like, Halo 2 is a better game than Halo in most respects. Uh, story campaign, I can have an argument about whether or not that... It, I strongly believe people should be mad still about Halo's story campaign for Halo 2. And maybe a little bit for Halo 3, but that's a separate topic. But yeah, I, mm -hmm. I just like Halo 1 the most of any of those games made. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Say, because one series going the other way of like, or I guess talking about the dumpster fire thing. Like, I think of that started out good, went to dumpster fire, and then found its footing again, as we always wind up talking about as the Assassin's Creed series. I don't think it's found its footing again. I think it got one like. I, I'm not talking now. I yeah. mean, I'm talking about. I'm, okay, I'm talking about four, where you had like one and two, I'll say I enjoyed. Three. No one enjoyed. Yeah. And then four was good. So three would be the dumpster fire. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure you can... So here's the difference, I guess, in that topic, because I don't think three is a bad game. It's just a not likable game. Like, it does not play any worse than 
any of the good Assassin's Creed 2 spinoffs do. Like, there's some cool stuff in that game. The issue is, that's the start of people being fatigued with Assassin's Creed. Like, I I know we've talked about this a couple times, so I won't harp on it too much. I think Assassin's Creed 4 is the best Assassin's Creed 4. It's the best Assassin's Creed, sorry. It's the obviously the best Assassin's Creed 4 if it's the only one. It's because it's the least Assassin's Creed of all of them. Like, it took the cool mechanics of Assassin's Creed and made a better game that happened to... Yeah, it's technically Assassin's Creed, but you're gonna mm. go whaling and pirate hunting and sailing and desert island hopping. Like, it's... It is in so many ways not an Assassin's Creed game in story and tone and general activity that it's mm-hmm. it's like it almost it's like it's it's Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It doesn't even have a number in my brain because it's like it's the pirate game. That pirate game is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, pirate simulator. That's what I call it. Yep, and and then like kind of back up my point. You get the um, French one, Assassin's Creed Unity, that was like, yeah, this is Assassin's Creed again. And I played Syndicate, and it's got some okay stuff, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I don't like Assassin's Creed. Pirates are cool, though. You should make a pirate game again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I it's kind of like the best Assassin's Creed game ever made is Shadows of Mordor. The best official Assassin's Creed game is Assassin's Creed Black Flag because it's not an Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fair. Yeah, it's... It, it's that, that franchise has always been a very impressive look-how-cool parkour engines are for me, I guess. It's... The belovedness for that franchise will always baffle me. Someone who's played all of the goddamn games because it's like this is the one you'll like. Nope, nope. This is this is also bad. Mm-hmm. This is also the exact same game as the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. No, but it, to your point, like it's the that's an example of someone basically saying like let's completely change the script and make a way yeah. awesome game that's got nothing really. It's like. It's it's they're similar but only in like mechanics almost, and mm-hmm. stupid it's Sturgo bullshit. Oh, we yeah, work the, for the plot line is there technically. Yeah, they do have to grab you by the ear and drag you over to it though. Don't you want to obs- uh, uh, explore not Ubisoft? No. Mm-hmm. Why not? It's part of the story. The Assassin's Creed franchise story is terrible. Hmm. Yeah. Are there any other sequels or types of sequels you want to talk about? We've kicked it once before. The um, sequel to Blood Dragon is abysmal. <laughs> so that's the example of take a successful formula, miss the point entirely. Yeah. And, uh... What did people like about this? It was Far Cry Light. Mm-hmm. Let's make a motorcycle game. Okay. <laughs> That seems wrong. Yeah, I've... I've heard good things about Mafia 3. I've not checked it out yet, so I can't comment on that. Like, that's a franchise of ongoing mediocrity with cool stuff going on. (laughs) Ongoing mediocrity. But the new one's allegedly pretty damn good, so... Mm -hmm. Hell, fuck the recent Doom game. It's like, hey, we have a new Doom. That's gotta be terrible. No, no, it's not. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you can talk about Doom Three then, which you like more than normal Doom because it's a horror game, and I'm like, this isn't even Doom. Mm-hmm. What did you do? I'm like currently looking through my like Steam list to look for like examples of like sequels that are just so drastically different from their originals. Yeah. Say, oh, Left 4 Dead pointed out the pro, or Left 4 Dead 2 pointed out the problems with Left 4 Dead 1 and made you mad about Melee. Yeah. And then made you mad for buying Left 4 Dead 1. <laughs> Did I think that, that was, was pretty sh- impressive? I thought that was shitty at the time, but I thought the overall reaction to that was a tad overblown. Like that. Left 4 Dead 2 is a pretty different game in many ways than Left 4 Dead 1. They well, add- making me mad about paying for Left 4 Dead 1 is the fact they gave it to everyone for free. Yeah, that 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 was the shitty part. Yeah, that was pretty fucking shitty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we could talk about Half-Life technically, but that's like Half-Life 1, decent game. Half-Life 2, monumentally important game. Half-Life 3, never gonna fucking happen. <laughs> And here's the Charlie accuses a game of being vaporware part of the podcast. It doesn't (laughs) exist. I, 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 I think if Valve wants to make a really dumb choice, they make Half-Life 3. I, I don't think Half-Life 3 is as relevant as people think it might be. I, I would love to see... I think we're really far removed from the demographic that remembers it. Yeah, I I think it's one of those things where kind of like it's this... It was unbelievably monumentally important for the time, and I I love Half-Life 2 at the point I played it. It was a fantastic game. It would have to be Metal Gear Solid 5 level, like, reinventing the wheel. Yeah, but at the same time, though, too, I don't... like. I have not played Metal Gear Solid 5, but at the same time, though, too... Metal Gear Solid Five is building upon the blocks that is Metal Gear Solid at that point. Like that is, that that is also like one man's. This is the best video game I can make right now. Attempt and. Well, what I mean by that is Metal Gear Solid Five was both important to its own franchise and had the power to draw in new fans. Yes, Half Life Three will be eventually essentially starting ground up and having to basically enter the market as if it never had a fan base. Yeah, and I, and I think it's one of those things where the fan base for it is like, remember how good Half-Life 2 was? Yes, and it led to lots of other better video games in hindsight. Like, Well, it's not even that. It's Half-Life 2 was how many years ago? A while. Like, the people who grew up with that game are now, like, in their late to er- or late 20s to early 30s. Like... <laughs> the ability to sit down and just play a video game end to end is going to start disappearing for them. Yeah, two thousand four. So that's twelve years ago. Yeah, twelve years ago. What were you doing? I was eighteen years old. So that means you were eighteen. Now I'm older than you. Um, brand no worky. Don't care enough to fully figure it out. Um, You're probably nineteen. That sounds right-ish. So, no, like, that can't be right. 12 years ago? Actually, no, 2004. You and me graduated high school in 2004. Yeah, that's, that's not possible that you were 18 in 2004. Yeah, no, that's wrong. Yeah, I... 
I think I was playing Half-Life 2 by lying to my parents. That's what I was doing in 2004. Yeah. Like, that's so far back. I can't even tell you another game I was playing during that year. I feel like Black may have come out during that time period. Like, it's so hard for a game from that era that hasn't really had any content since to stay relevant. And don't get me wrong, I honestly hope that Half-Life 3 is a great game. I just think that it's going to really need to come out swinging in an un... Like, in a way that no one's ever seen before. This game literally does have to be Jesus the sequel. Yeah, I, which is why it's never going to happen. I, And I was right. Black came out the year after Half-Life 2 came out. There you go. Yeah. Now, I... <laughs> Black 3. <laughs> Black would... Uh, I mean... I would Black would be perfectly Black. well received because it doesn't need a fan base. Like, do you like shooters? You'll like this. Do you like gun porn? Then you'll like this. Like that. Yeah. That that is a game that, in so many ways, deserved a sequel. At the same time, it's like, no, a Black should just exist as Black. This does not want a sequel. It just needs to be what it is. Mm-hmm. A lost gem that was a love story to bullets, explosions, and kind of shitty first-person shooter controls. Nah, it's, uh, I think we've kind of exhausted this topic. I'm sure we could dig up more surprising sequels or like, yeah, that that was sucky, but they did that, but... Yeah, but there'd be a lot of dead air. Yeah, I, I could I could vape, or not vape, uh, vamp? Is that the, I keep forgetting words today. It's really starting to piss me off. Yes, uh, fill time. <laughs> it's all right. I like to keep the content concentrated. This is real. You get the real content with some movie studios. Yes, our, our two-hour-long podcast, Concentrated, distilled <laughs> down from its eight-hour version. <laughs> yeah. Only oh. the choicest audio cuts. I skip work once a week to the, record the podcast. For those who don't know, the rest of it is worse. <laughs> there are parts that never see the light of day. There, not, not many parts, but there are parts. Most yeah, of the that, preamble. It takes effort to remove them. I... <laughs> I've only ever cut things out of an actual podcast, I think, once, and that was back in the early days, but I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Just let it happen. All right. I believe the train... I think the, I think the Mixler one goes to, like, prove that I'm not doing shit. <laughs> yeah, I... I... I, I, I yeah, I kind of like the This, Mixler, this is though. us learning how to use a phone. It's staying. Yep. <laughs> how does this work exactly? Fuck it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Would you like to close this one out? Yeah, why not? Um, as always, we are Something Wicked Studios, or we the official podcast of Something Wicked Studios, be more exact. We can be reached at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. If you send us an email, we will read them and maybe read them on the air if we've done in the past. We'd love to hear from you people. If you want to recommend a topic so we're not stuck kind of scrambling, we would be ever so thankful for that. And don't don't be afraid to get weird. Me and the, if you want to go hear weird, go listen to the Mixler episode. That's the level of weird me and Jeff arrive at if left in a car together. Mm-hmm. No topic would be too weird, and if it was, we'd be like, "Yeah, we were gonna do this," and no, we decided against it. <laughs> we'll at least acknowledge your we, suggestion. We will I acknowledge guess. that suggestion. It's like, yeah, that's 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 too far. That's where the line is. Apparently, now we know. Doing- Doing topics on a dare. <laughs> oh, if you dare us to do a topic, we're totally doing it. 
Oh, jeez, I may have opened the floodgates. Oh, fucking yeah. I, I am so into that. So <laughs> unbelievably into that, potentially. <laughs> Talk about your greatest fear. The fact that I don't have any that I'm aware of, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> that's my greatest Definitely heights. Definitely not for me. I overcome it. I've been on very high things. Yes. I do not enjoy it. Yeah. No, I, I'm way too okay with heights for a man my size. <laughs> oh, God. Because there's no rolling at my weight. There's just <laughs> splat. <laughs> no, it's... Oh. Uh, if you enjoy me and Jeff's banter and talking, there's also a YouTube channel under the same name, Something Wicked Studios. We post stuff um hitman went up this hitman has gone up there will be more hitman in the future jim is back did the jeff did the guitar intro for the new hitman video yes it's quite cool with it (laughs) there may be a on unplugged coming up in the upcoming week uh we will by the time you've heard this we will have been at indicate me jeff and alex there may have also been a mixler so i think you mean jim but yes yes jim what did i say (laughs) jeff i Jay I'm people. teleporting to California. It'd be cool if you could do that, but yeah, no, me, it Jim, me, Jim, well, and Alex are going to check that out. I, I've never been to Indiecade before, and they keep sending me really weird emails that, I, that come off as me being like, "We are nowhere near this professional organization." Neat, lying our <laughs> way in again. But we yeah, keep getting press passes. We, I don't know how we keep getting press passes. And the last time I'm aware of that, Charlie went to a um. One of these style events, I wound up getting dissed personally by Rickle Rose Simmons, so who knows what sh- shenanigans could happen. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was great. That was pretty <laughs> Put cool. Put that down on my life resume. I, best $10 I have ever spent. <laughs> that was the best $10 you ever spent for me. I'm super happy with I, that. Yes. I actually literally had last night a friend be like, oh, Jeff, did I ever tell you I got to be the voice actor of Gurr? And I went, did I ever tell you when I got personally dissed by the voice actor of Gurr? Like, Wait, what? Tell your story. How'd that happen? I have it in audio format. It's in a podcast. <laughs> no, it's not in a podcast. It's in a video. Oh, you're right. It's in a video. Yes, you can show them yeah. easily. Yeah. Behold. My greatest... Behold, me being dissed, yeah. my greatest accomplishment. This is one of my better friends. He's an asshole. He paid <laughs> money for someone I admire to do this. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So, something that we should probably be talking about is, uh, right now it's October, but upcoming is November. Oh, yeah, Extra Life. Hey. Extra Life is coming. Donate money. It helps kids out. Uh, it's not a scam running out of my basement. That doesn't exist. I don't know. I, yeah, so we, this is not the Something Wicked Studios pyramid scheme. That is coming upcoming. Next, yes, that comes yeah, next coming week. coming soon. The Charlie and Jeff Get Rich Quick scheme, which seems to only hemorrhage money. <laughs> I'm robbing a bank. That's how I'm getting rich quick. <laughs> yep, Bonnie and Clyding this bitch. <laughs> no, I'm not sharing no money with you. I'm just going to rob a bank. <laughs> I'm driving the car. Fuck it, yeah. Um, um, so with that, would you like the honors to close this one? Sure. Cue the metal. Cue the metal.